0: Hello, and welcome to the Moving Stevens Point Forward podcast, a podcast focused on the community of Stevens Point in Central Wisconsin. Your host, John Yeager, will discuss the amenities, community events, businesses, and groups that make Central Wisconsin unique. Thanks for listening, and be sure to spread the word about our podcast. And now, on to today's show.
1: Hello, and welcome to the podcast. This is John with Point Forward Physical Therapy, and today I have Maddie Kincher. With the Farm, is it Farm Shed Project, Farm Shed?
0: Central Rivers Farm Shed.
1: Okay. Tell us about, let's just start from zero with that if we can, Maddie. What is it?
0: So our mission is to build a resilient local food economy, and that's a very broad way of kind of capturing everything we do. One of our main functions is aggregating local food out to the community. So we're supporting our farmers, we're supporting the health of our community members, getting them familiar with their farmers. But we also have a lot of internal programs, such as Frozen Assets, which is an organic veggie program that allows you to have summer-grown produce in the winter. Um, We also recently are disseminating Badger Boxes with the Hunger Task Force, and that's a really great food security program um, that really caters to populations who don't qualify for federal programs but still don't make enough to meet their basic living needs. And um, one of our other programs that is great for food security is SHIPA, and that's a culturally specific meal program for Hmong families in the area. Um, and that was born out of um, the pandemic in 2020, I believe. And um, it really kind of helps the elders and individuals with disabilities in that community have access to healthy, um, local as much as we can, culturally appropriate food. So. Um, kind of to capture all that. We work with food security, we work with health equity, and we work with our local farmers.
1: Okay, so let's rewind a little bit. Tell me about yourself. How did you end up with Farmshed and doing what you do?
0: Yeah, so I actually came to Stevens Point for college. Um, I graduated with a bachelor's in health promotion, and my first introduction of Farmshed was during one of my community practicum courses I was there to fulfill my hours for that. And I was also one of their former interns in 20, starting in 2020. And then when I was looking for jobs, I remembered that they had an AmeriCorps position and I do truly believe in their mission and in their purpose. So I applied, the executive director recognized me. So I've been with them ever since.
1: Okay. And tell me about the AmeriCorps piece of it. How does that work and how does that fit?
0: So AmeriCorps is a national service program, and AmeriCorps members are individuals who just really want to make an improvement in their community. Um, so my focus is with community health with FarmShed, whether that's aggregating local food, doing education, um, or assisting in daily operations. So I am an AmeriCorps member through Marshfield Clinic. Um, they have a lot of community health programming there with a lot of other host sites, as well as a recovery core section that deals with um, alcohol and drug abuse recovery.
1: Wow. It's pretty, very widespread programming then.
0: Yeah. And there's a lot of different sectors of AmeriCorps. Like I'm in a state program, but there's also VISTA. There's also an AmeriCorps for Seniors. Um, Peace Corps is something that's very similar as well.
1: Okay. So looping back to all these programs that Shed has, what do you think is, like if you were to just say from 90%, or maybe you can't even say 90% of what you do, which piece of it is? Like what... How does it work for, for the people that you interact with?
0: I'm kind of everywhere at this point. Um, my title is volunteer coordinator, so I'm my job is to recruit, engage, and train volunteers in how we need them. and we are a heavily volunteer driven organization. Um, but I also do a lot of like social media promotion, um, development of educational programs. I support like our executive director, our ShePA lead. Um, and operations that they need. So I'm kind of everywhere at this point, but my main focus is to promote health throughout the organization and make it more obvious that we are a community health um, organization.
1: Okay. Now, where do the volunteers come from that you coordinate?
0: So we're completely open to everybody. Um, We have connections with the ODC, the universities in the area, um, other organizations such as the Rotary Club, and then we have a or we have a group called the Growing Collective, which are all um, just volunteers, people who are passionately guarding in the organization who help us grow plants um, for the growing season and to sell on a plant sale. So anyone in the community is welcome. We kind of just like blast off our needs on our social media, and then we have some connections in those other entities to help spread the word.
1: Okay. Now, so do you have a garden? Does FarmShed have a garden that needs to be maintained?
0: Yeah, so it's actually great. We expanded it by over 1,000 feet this, this past year, um, and that is helped maintained by volunteers as well as myself and some of the other staff as well.
1: Okay, and how? so how big is that garden? Um, Ballpark.
0: It, yeah, um, it takes up the entire back half of our building. Um, like I said, it's well over 1,000 feet of growing space.
1: Okay, and what do you grow in there?
0: Um, we prioritized ingredients for our Shiiba program, so things that can grow in Wisconsin that we can use in foods in Mung culture, um, such as banana peppers is one. Other hot peppers, um, different greens. We have a lot of tomatoes, and some melons actually as well.
1: Okay, and what kind of help do you need maintaining that? Is it weeding? Is it water? What do you What do you guys do? Uh,
0: weeding, watering. Um, Yeah, it's kind of just like a little bit of everything. Like if you have an interest in gardening and getting dirty, we can definitely find help for that. Um, We also have a dietetic intern putting in an edible landscape, which is essentially a garden filled with edible plants. Uh Um, So ones that you could forage, for example. And she's also needing help like planting her plants right now.
1: Okay. So volunteer hours, like let's just go there. Is it Nine to five, nine to nine. What kind of hours do you see people coming in to help you out?
0: Yeah, so that's kind of always been something we've struggled with because we are a nine to five organization. Um, so that's typically when our volunteer hours are open. And part of my role as volunteer coordinator is trying to prioritize the three to five hours as availability. If to like you know, so high school kids can come and volunteer with us. Um, if there's people who like you know, the shift ends at like three three thirty, they can come help if they want. Um, Some of our volunteer opportunities are a little bit more niche. Um, We do have stuff on the weekends. We do have stuff in the very early mornings. Um, It really just kind of depends on what the job is, but typically we do run the nine to five because that's when we're going to be there to help.
1: Okay. Now, where is the actual farm shed garden located?
0: So Central River's Farm Shed is um, located... It's the old Sorensen building.
1: Oh, okay. Yeah.
0: So right behind the old shop we have a greenhouse next to us. Um, And then our garden is like literally in the back of the building.
1: Okay. Okay. That makes sense now with the indoor side of things. Okay. So that's really awesome. Now, how long has it been in there? The garden? Mm Mm-hmm.
0: Um. I believe last summer was the first time in a very long time things were planted back there. Okay. And then our current executive director, Trevor Drake, saw the opportunity to further expand it so we can source like directly from like our own site for food, Um, donations, our programs for volunteers, et cetera. Um, So truly the garden in its size has only been there for a couple of months.
1: But Farmshed's been in that building for a while
0: yeah, I don't remember the exact year, but I know it's been over 10 years, I believe.
1: Okay, okay. So w- of all the programs, well, let's talk about, I want to dig into the, the Shepa. is that correct? Yeah, Shepa. So that provides for Hmong families in our community?
0: Yeah, so um, it's a culturally-specific food program. So we, prepper, we prep the meals, and then we have volunteers deliver the meals directly to the families.
1: Okay, and how many families typically are you all supporting
0: i want to say somewhere between 35
1: to 45 wow and so are those meals going out daily
0: um no so we used to do it twice a week on tuesdays and thursdays now okay. we're just doing tuesdays because we had an amazing opportunity to expand into the high school and provide lunches to then mom students um in SPASH.
1: Okay. So are you sourcing then the same food to do that into SPASH?
0: Yeah. So, um, sometimes the meals to the elders is the same to the teens. Um, sometimes they're different. Um, it's really up to our SHIPA manager what she wants to do.
1: Okay. And how long has that program been around?
0: Um, the SPASH one just started this, um, last October.
1: Okay. What about the SHIPA program itself?
0: Um, I will... I believe in the fall of 2021 it okay. started.
1: Okay, so relatively recent.
0: Yeah, I was not there yet um, when it did start. but Okay,
1: so there's a multitude of programs, and are you coordinating volunteers for all of them? Yeah. Okay, so do you, or maybe you can't say, but do you have a favorite program?
0: Um, one that really resonates with me as like a health promotion student and someone who's really passionate about public health is Shepa, um, because a lot of people don't understand the importance of culturally appropriate food for individuals. Um, food security is a lot more than just relieving hunger. It's allowing people to express their identity through something like food. Um, so being able to have access to that food, um and have it be like you know homemade and healthy is pretty major and we even saw in the high school that a lot of the teens reported a decrease in bullying um after several weeks of like other kids seeing the types of food that was being delivered to them like there was more curiosity about what they were eating versus like bullying for what
1: they were eating okay now the meals that were delivered to smash are they not delivered to all of smash they're just delivered to the mung kids or are they delivered to everybody
0: yeah, so we, um, it was a pilot program, so it was on a smaller scale, so okay. we prioritized um, Hmong students who signed up for the program, and then there were some other students of color who were also interested um, that we also supplied to.
1: Okay. So do you see FarmShed growing in the future?
0: Yeah, I think so. I think we've been growing in the more, like, food security direction, and I think that is where we should be growing, in my own personal opinion. Um I think our mission of building a resilient food economy and community needs to involve all people, not just people who can afford um, local food on a daily basis but for those individuals who need a little bit of extra support as well and I believe that's where we're going with some of the partnerships we're making
1: okay now define food security for me if you will what do you when you use that term what are you getting at there?
0: um so food security is um. One's ability to, like, have enough to eat. Um, if you get more holistic with it, it's also um, food that you enjoy. That's food that's culturally appropriate, food that's healthy. Um, so, yeah, food security is kind of just ensuring that individuals have enough to nourish them in, like, every aspect of their being.
1: Okay. Okay. That's
0: like more of a personal definition than a Google definition.
1: <laughs> <laughs> I don't know what I think of food security. You think of armed guards standing in front of the frozen pizzas. You know? Yeah, I, I do. But that's my very limited view. Um, okay, so tell me, like with your job, what does your typical day look like? Are you busier through the growing season? Are you busy all the time? How does that work?
0: For me personally, I do a lot of computer work. Um, I would be a lot busier if I worked in the kitchen, and that's what I'll—that's how I'll say that. Um, but a lot of my work, like I said, is kind of like helping promote volunteer recruitment, um, especially during some of our programs, like one coming up, Frozen Assets. We do need a lot of volunteers for that, so recruitment for that's going to be pretty hard, or like needing to put a lot of effort into that. Um, Otherwise, for my day, it's really just finding ways of expanding our base to be more community health focused and community health central. So it's a lot of research on top of that as well.
1: So tell me about the frozen assets program. Are you guys uh, primarily preserving food that you've grown in-house or is that food surplus food or how, where do you get the food?
0: Yeah, so Frozen Assets is a really unique program. It is a CSA, which is community-supported agriculture. And we buy um, certified organic produce from local farms and then throughout central Wisconsin. And um, we process the vegetables that they grow in the summer. So for example, they'll deliver us a box of broccoli. We'll process it, blanch it, however we need to do it. And then we freeze it. And then from January to May... We have people who bought CSA shares, they can pick up their vegetables um, every month or twice a month. So they have produce that was grown in the summer that had their nutrients preserved, their taste preserved um, during the winter months. So it's a way to support local farmers um, directly as well. Um, The unique thing about CSAs is that your support is directly going to that farm because it cuts out like the middle chain, the middleman and the supply chain. Um, So it supports those farms outside of the growing season, which is when, you know, a lot of farms do need that more support.
1: Sure. So how many, are there quite a few organic farms in our area or is it more of a limited number?
0: There is quite a few. I can't name them off the top of my head, Mm -hmm. Um, but specifically to our frozen assets program, um, we sourced from Cattail Organics, Red Door Family Farms, and White Feather Organics last year.
1: Okay. And when you, so as part of that, could anybody pay for a share then?
0: Yeah, absolutely. Um, We're actually selling our shares right now, and we are changing it up a bit where we are allowing people to customize um, the last few months of their share. So if they want more of something or less of something, they have the ability to change that. Um, So yeah, it's open to anyone. You can purchase it on our website, and then if you... Um, are worried about like finances there is a link on our page for fair share coalition and you can apply for financial assistance and they can help you um, get a share yeah
1: okay and now tell me about the shares just for people that are, are not knowing is a share like how does that work let's go there
0: yeah so um picture just in a paper grocery bag and with 10 pounds of frozen vegetables in it that's exactly what it is and it's 10 pounds of different vegetables one pound bag um so that would be a half share would just be one pickup and then if you get a full share that would be 20 pounds a month so we have 10 varieties one pound each 10 pounds every couple weeks
1: okay and in order to do that, the best way to, to sign up for a share is to go on the website.
0: Yeah. So um, we do purchase the vegetables from other farms, but this is a farm shed specific program. It's like our own personal little CSA. Um, so, yeah, if you go to our website and go under shop, you'll see frozen asset shares, and that's all you have to do.
1: Okay. So, what is, this, what is something that you think people misunderstand about farm shed?
0: Yeah. Um, it's kind of funny. A lot of people just have a very, very general idea of what we do. Um, and a lot of times when we talk to people and we explain like more of the programs we do, they're surprised. They kind of just thought we, like some people think that we're a garden center still. Um, some people we get mistaken for a food bank. Um, other times, um, while we do disseminate like some food boxes, we typically aren't a food bank. Um, and then, yeah, a lot of people just know that we work with local food, and it's kind of just very surface level like that. But we have a lot going on.
1: So what's your favorite part of Farm Shed?
0: I love everybody I work with. It's, like, very community-centered. Um, being able to work with a lot of different volunteers is really fun because it's a way to involve everyone in the local food community, even if they don't purchase local food. Like, if you work with us, you help with us, you're obviously, like, a part of our circle um, it's just a very supportive environment um, and very supportive enough where I would, I'm i going to return for one more year and help out with Farm farmshed. Um, the thing I'm like liking most about it and looking forward to is that we're expanding in education um, in garden and cooking so a lot of more people can learn kind of the skills that we have and that we're teaching so they can you know create their own memories in their own home and learn how to use the vegetables that, you know, are in season from other farmers, just to kind of encourage those healthy behaviors in other people.
1: So what does that education look like? Is that something that you have on site? Are there classes that they people can sign up for?
0: Yeah, so um, we've been having workshops, and the workshops range from foraging to masa making, and flower arrangements. So just a way to interact with local businesses and local farmers in the area and learn a fun new skill Um, We also have um, partnered with UW Extension FoodWise, and they've held, like, basic cooking classes in our kitchen before um, for populations who, you know, don't have a lot of time to make food, maybe don't have a lot of money to spend a lot of ingredients, so they teach you very healthy recipes that you can make incredibly fast that are kid-friendly, and then I personally have been building a gardening education program um, centered more towards teens to kind of encourage them to get curious about growing their own food and then teaching them how to grow their food and then how to cook with it.
1: So is gardening something that you're passionate about yourself, Maddie?
0: I would say it's a growing passion. I always really like the idea of gardening. I, you know, have been living in dorm rooms and apartments, so I really haven't had the best opportunity, but being at Farm Shed allows me to kind of like, you know, go back there, plant some stuff myself. And I love I love eating. (laughs) I love local food, so um, I would love to be able to grow stuff of my own someday.
1: What is your favorite thing that's available locally?
0: Hmm. I do, I surprisingly really enjoy microgreens. I just tried them for the first time last year, but, um, sunflower shoots specifically. It's just something that you can top on a salad, on a sandwich. Um, yeah, I don't know how else to describe them. It's not like lettuce. It's not like spinach. Um yeah
1: microgreens what what plant is it or what are you eating
0: it's like a sprout i think i'm not an expert but um definitely if you head to a farmer's market you're gonna find microgreens there
1: okay and you, can you specifically say, I'd like to buy microgreens i mean is that how you'd ask for them
0: um you all the farmers have what they have on display so you can ask them like do you have microgreens for sale and then if they do they'll give them to you
1: okay So as far as farm shed, is this something that's unique to just our community, our area, or are these common elsewhere?
0: From my understanding, um, we are seen as a unique organization. Um, Just because of the Sheepaw program specifically, there's not really any other program like that. And how we interact with our farmers, like through the Frozen Assets program, um, how we interact with other local businesses and producers offering like kitchen rentals as well and the growing collective which is a like I mentioned earlier a group of growers who helps us grow plants for our plant sale there's just a lot going on in many as- like aspects of local food happening and from what I've heard of people not within the organization or within the community it is something that is pretty unique to our area um, and Wisconsin specifically
1: so you mentioned the kitchen rentals tell me about that
0: Yeah. So um, we do offer kitchen rentals to like local producers, for example. Um, So if you make food and you want to sell it, we are a commercial kitchen so you can rent our space. And with that like certification, you would be able to sell your product. Um,
1: Oh, wow. So are there people that utilize that very heavily or is it? is it utilized i guess
0: yeah we do have um we are a membership-based program so some of our farm and business members um such as tapped maple syrup stevens point sauce company siren shrubs fed up foods um they all are or will be using our kitchen
1: oh neat okay and is that something too that you could reach out and contact you through the website or do you contact farmshed directly via phone on that
0: yeah, you can give us a call. Um, if you contact our executive director, Trevor Drake, um, his information is on the kitchen rental page. Um, you could just email him and then he can get you set
1: up. Okay, cool. Wow. There's a lot to this. <laughs> yeah. Is, is there anything we missed that you think we should be throwing in there, Maddie?
0: Um, well, have you ever heard of the local food fair?
1: No. Tell me about the local food fair.
0: So the local food fair happened just this past May, and it is essentially a very, very large farmers market. But it's filled with farmers, restaurants, non-food producers, other food producers, um, value-added food producers, and it's just kind of like a huge gathering for the community to explore all like local Wisconsin businesses in one place. Um, So this year we had, like, different food trucks and other food and other restaurants there, like, offering meals to people. And then, yeah, it was kind of just a large farmer's market in the middle of Piffner Park.
1: In Piffner. Yeah. In May. And is that something just to watch the website for as well?
0: Yeah. So um, typically those who are aware of the local food fair, they would have recognized it being held in Century um, in February. Um, But due to, like, you know, the conditions of the world, we thought, like, an outdoor venue would be safer. So we switched it to May when the weather's warmer. And it was a beautiful day this year. We were really lucky in Piffner Park. But, yeah, if you follow our page, our social media, you'll see all our updates on events like that, workshops, other programs.
1: Okay. Cool. All right. Did we get it? Yeah, I think so. Okay. Well, thanks so much for coming on.
0: Yeah, thank you for having me. Today's show is brought to you by Point Forward Physical Therapy. Please share our podcasts with your friends. If you'd like to schedule a time to meet with a physical therapist for a free injury screening, call us at 715-254-3978.